From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Thursday, December 15th. Moab's elected officials made a move to secure housing for their employees this week. They bought a duplex on 200 South. The house will be used for temporary employee housing. City manager Carly Castle says this will help new outside hires get settled in. The city is expecting that those employees will find more permanent housing within six months. What's great about it is it has an upstairs unit and a downstairs unit that are different sizes. So one can accommodate employees with a family and one can accommodate one that's like a single person or a couple. The city is buying the duplex for $825,000 using a combination of cash funds. They have one-time American Rescue Plan Act money as well as an excess in the general fund. For years, Moab City's staff and elected officials have wrestled with the housing crisis. Much like any other business, they struggle to attract and keep qualified employees. I do know of, you know, one employee who left last year because she lost her housing and she had had four homes in about two years and she was sort of tired of dealing with the Moab City housing market. And that position laid vacant for six to eight months. And it was a huge need and a lot of our goals weren't being filled because that person, we, we just lost them simply because we couldn't provide them housing. Castle went on to say that a qualified candidate for the still open assistant planner position recently backed out, also due to housing concerns. Constantly when we are recruiting, it is the big question, it is the big concern for, for folks. A staff evaluation found that nearly 40 positions in city government are likely to be hired from outside the community. Over half of these are law enforcement officers. I was in a good circumstance to come down here, and even then it was a challenge. And that's not the situation that the majority of my police officers are in. Many of them are just starting their careers. That's Jared Garcia, Moab City's new police chief. And I have an officer that just graduated post on Friday. He has three little boys and he's married, um, but he doesn't have anywhere to live yet. City staff have seriously looked into purchasing transitional housing for about nine months. The 200 South duplex is the fourth property staff investigated over this time period. During this week's meeting, council members said purchasing this property is just one tool to use for housing solutions. I think it's important to note that every single one of us sitting up here ran on some concept of affordable housing or transitional housing or essential housing. City council member Tawny Knutson Boyd. You know, Carly mentioned we had a person leave last year, but how many people have left for that same reason? And so all of our goals get put on the back burner because we've got those open positions. And if this just buys us a couple of years that we can get our our PD fully staffed, our planning department staffed, and any other essential position staffed, that's what we have to do. We can't keep asking private employers to do that when we're not willing to do it. The motion to approve the duplex purchase passed unanimously. Council members and staff discussed reaching out to neighbors and a few future management tasks like building a fence and updating the landscaping. Steph Davis has climbed some of the most challenging routes on Earth and spends plenty of time airborne as an accomplished base jumper and wingsuit flyer, too. She spoke at the Aspen Institute to Reinhold Messner, who is widely considered one of the greatest mountaineers of all time. The talk was called Mountain versus Human Nature, Sustaining Alpinism as a Way of Life. Aspen Public Radio's Kaya Williams spoke with Davis about risk, sustainability, 
and inspiration in the outdoors. Do you think that this lifestyle of adventure and risk-seeking in these very large mountainous environments is sustainable or even replicable for other people? Well, I think that's one of the reasons that, I I mean, I think Reinhold is obviously inspiring to a lot of people. He has been for his entire life and continues to be. And, And I think that is a big part of the inspiration is watching someone like him who has been really at the forefront of what I would call some of the most extreme styles of adventure for decade after decade and breaking barriers and setting standards and just being so prolific. And then slightly changing directions in the ways that he has done. But he's definitely an example, I think, of somebody who's shown a very highly sustainable approach, even as he's really been on the cutting edge of this very high risk sport that he has chosen to do. Obviously, his direction has changed, but the stuff that he has done is, it's really at the peak of what people do in those venues. So I I find him a really neat inspiration, an example of that. Do you find that your own direction has changed over the course of your career? I think part of what sustainability has always meant to me has been that you just don't do the exact same thing all the time. Because first of all, in high risk pursuits, if you do the exact same thing all the time, there's this statistical reality where an accident will occur at some number. So there's that piece of it, but then there's also the piece of just the inspiration. And I know for myself, I've always kind of embraced diversity, even within the tiny category of climbing as a climber, because if I just do the same thing all the time, I kind of lose that excitement about it. And so sustainability, you know, it's not just survival. It's also about inspiration and motivation And for me, that's always meant that you just have to mix it up a little bit. You have to keep things changing. So otherwise, it's just all the same thing. And there's a point where it's just not that interesting. There's a lot of risk and a lot of loss, I would imagine, in living life at the extremes of human performance. How do you navigate that as you continue to move forward and pursue new things? That is such a tough question, you know, because I spend so much of my time mitigating risk and managing risk and um, basically just trying to make it so that I do get to keep doing the things that I love doing and keep the risk levels reasonable. If you do spend a lot of your time focusing on risk, it's, it's just this undeniable fact that, you know, humans just don't last forever. <laughs> and that's just part of the deal. But no matter what, for everybody, there is this time and place when you really have to just look at life and realize that it is finite. I think for humans that this is the main thing that we spend really all of our lives trying to come to terms with. And for myself as somebody that does pursue things that are, you know, potentially more high risk, I think that I have kind of bobbed in and out of that awareness in different ways over time. But ultimately, what it always comes down to for me is, you know, what, why are we here? What's the point of, of being here? What's the point of life? And I think the point of it is to live in a way that feels right and feels good, where you're getting better, where you're kind of experiencing everything it has to offer. And, and if you can do that, I mean, that, that's what it's all about. So risk is one of these things that I just kind of work with. I assess. I try to reduce, but I also try to 
not let it hold me back from really living. For someone who isn't a professional adventurer, how can they apply the values and lessons of mountaineering and climbing and alpinism to their own lives? I have found it in my life really interesting that sometimes the qualities that serve you well when you're in the mountains and in kind of life or death situations, those same qualities kind of have to be adjusted when dealing with like more um, human-based community or social constructs. What I do think is that learning how to take on really big projects and things that don't have a clear end in sight, and I think you get that from being in the mountains, I think that can really serve you well. Or I found that, that that has served me well in life that is not in the mountains because sometimes it's just really hard to get going on something that seems big. And then the path is a little unclear and there's a lot of sacrifice and a lot of risk and a lot of commitment and you're sort of questioning it and it's taking a very, very long time. I know for myself, when I kind of go down those roads and what I would call maybe more normal life, it's very helpful to be able to say to myself, hey, you know, this is just like wanting to free El Cap. <laughs> it might take a really long time and you just have to toil away bit by bit. I, I think that has a lot of value. That was reporter Kaya Williams of Aspen Public Radio talking with climber and base jumper Steph Davis. Davis spoke last month with mountaineer Reinhold Messner at the Aspen Institute for an event called Mountain vs. Human Nature, Sustaining Alpinism as a Way of Life. That story was shared with us via Rocky Mountain Community Radio, a network of public media stations in Colorado, Wyoming, New Mexico, and Utah, including KZMU. And that's the KZMU News for Thursday, December 15th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.